This is Rebecca Wilson, and I'd like to welcome you to the National Institute of Environmental Health Sciences Superfund Research Program Monthly Research Brief Podcast. This month, we're talking about arsenic, as Columbia University researchers have found chronic arsenic exposure to be linked to an increase in the mortality rate in a cohort study of over 12,000 Bangladeshis. The research brief, number 187, was released on July 7, 2010, and was written by SRP contractor Maureen Avakian in conjunction with SRP-supported researchers Dr. Habibul Lissan from the University of Chicago and Dr. Joseph H. Graziano from Columbia University. Arsenic contamination of drinking water is a significant worldwide public health issue. In Bangladesh alone, an estimated 35 to 77 million people depend on well water contaminated with arsenic at concentrations ranging from less than 10 micrograms per liter to more than 2,500 micrograms per liter. Arsenic is a potent carcinogen and arsenic exposure has been linked to toxic effects in the liver, skin, kidney, and the cardiovascular system. There have also been studies suggesting an association between long-term arsenic exposure via drinking water and increased mortality rates from chronic disease. However, these studies are inconclusive as they rely on retrospective analysis and group-level data. To investigate health issues related to chronic arsenic exposure, Dr. Habibul Hassan and a multidisciplinary team of researchers established the Health Effects of Arsenic Longitudinal Study, otherwise known as HEALS. HEALS, which involves nearly 12,000 adults living in Are Hazar, Bangladesh, was created in 2000 as part of the Columbia University NIEHS-funded Superfund Research Program under the leadership of Dr. Joseph Graziano and provides a valuable resource for the exploration of associations between arsenic exposure and a variety of health outcomes. For example, utilizing data from the HEALS cohort, Dr. Hassan and his colleagues found that arsenic exposure via drinking water is associated with increased incidence of skin lesions, even at concentrations less than 100 micrograms per liter. This study provided important evidence for arsenic toxicity and potential effects at low exposure levels. Significantly, HEALS examines a wide range of arsenic concentrations and health outcomes. After identifying the study cohort, the researchers tested arsenic levels in the 5,966 tube wells used by the participants. Approximately 23% of the wells contained less than 10 micrograms per liter, the US EPA's maximum contaminant level for drinking water. Nearly 21% of the wells contained between 10 and 50 micrograms per liter. 31% of the wells contained between 50 and 150 micrograms per liter, and approximately 25% of the wells were between 150 to 864 micrograms per liter. At the study onset, trained physicians who were unaware of the arsenic concentrations in the well water used by the participants used structured protocols to collect baseline data including in-person interviews, clinical assessments, and the collection of urine and blood samples. This procedure was repeated three times at two-year intervals. The individual arsenic exposures were estimated based on the baseline arsenic concentration in water at the primary well, participant reported daily consumption of water, and measured arsenic in urine. During the study period, 407 deaths occurred. To investigate and assign the cause of death, the research team interviewed family members or neighbors using a validated verbal autopsy questionnaire. After adjusting for potential confounders including age, sex, body mass index, blood pressure, education, and smoking status, 
The researchers estimate that 21% of deaths from all causes and 24% of deaths linked to chronic diseases could be attributed in part to drinking arsenic-contaminated well water at concentrations greater than 10 micrograms per liter. Compared to those exposed at the lowest arsenic levels, participants exposed to levels of 10 to 50 micrograms per liter had a 34% higher risk of death and those exposed to the highest level, above 150 micrograms per liter, had a 64% higher risk. The data reveal an increasing risk of death with increasing concentrations of arsenic in the well water, but also show the mortality rate increases over time at all concentrations of arsenic contamination. This indicates a steady increase in risk rather than a threshold effect. In addition, the researchers found that once chronically exposed, decreasing exposure for a short amount of time did not reduce an individual's risk of mortality. They plan to continue to assess the modification of risk over time and clearly state that health strategies for exposure prevention and remediation are important and should be considered. The significance of this research is that it documents the chronic exposures to relatively low levels of arsenic is associated with an increase in the mortality rate. This finding is highly relevant in the nearly 70 countries, including the United States, where communities are faced with chronic low-level arsenic exposure. This study is especially strong for two reasons. First, HEALS measures the associations between arsenic exposure and mortality at the individual level, reducing the consequences of confounding and exposure measurement error, and strengthening the causal inference at the individual level. Secondly, HEALS cohort introduces arsenic concentrations at both the lower end of the dose response curve and concentrations at the high end at which known health effects occur. As Dr. Margaret Carragas stated, such data are rarely available, yet they are important for establishing rational guidelines. If you'd like to learn more about this research, visit the Superfund Research Program website at www.niehs.nih.gov SRP. From there, click on Who We Fund and follow the links to Columbia University's research summary. If you have any questions or comments about this month's podcast, or if you have ideas for future podcasts, contact Maureen Avakian at avakian at niehs.nih.gov. Thank you, and join us next month as we go up to Michigan and talk with Dr. Norbert Kaminsky about his model that simulates the effect of TCDD on the immune system.